Hey, what's up everybody? Billy Ward here. Welcome to the second episode of the Billy Ward podcast where we are going to provide you with a framework and some thoughts by which to live. And our goal here is to go right to the core. I'm incredibly excited about today's guest, one of my work colleagues for the last 17 years, Mrs. Sharon Rondanella. Ron Ron. Mrs. Okay. Mrs. Yeah. <laughs> Also known as Ron Ron's affectionately for the last 15 years or so. Ron Ron's, how are you doing? Hi, good. I'm doing well. What's good? What do you, um, why don't we kick off with a little gratitude and uh, what's something you're most grateful for at this moment in time? Ah, wow. This moment in time, just looking out this view. I'm grateful for the view to see nature. It always kind of calms me down, sets me at ease. I'm also grateful for uh, my children, my daughter, my daughter who just helped me with something. Um, in particular, and uh, with just like just helped out of her own goodness, not complaining, not whining, just did something very generously. Why don't, why don't we go there quickly? Um, Ron's was on her way over. Um, we were going to start at ten o'clock this morning. <laughs> I got a call about ten o five, and uh, why, don't, why don't you share a little bit about well, what's going on? Well, I was just about ready to. I was on your road, right off of the main street, Bloomfield Avenue. And a woman flagged me down. I thought it was a raccoon with a baby. And she dropped the baby. It turned out it was a cat. And I've rescued like almost 30 cats. <laughs> <laughs> and I know Billy, is, you're not a crazy cat person. Dog person. At all. And, um, <clears throat> but I am officially, I think, declared. I, I'm comfortable with the title Crazy Cat Lady by now. And so of all people for her to flag down, it was me. So I put my hazards on and went, and she had three little cute little babies that she was trying to move across the street, and there were cars just zipping by. So what do I, I have to stop, right? So, so I was able to just t touch the mommy and get the mommy in my car. Um, she went crazy afterwards, but, and then my daughter, Julia, I called her, and she came with a crate and food, and so as we speak, she's trying to get those kittens uh, in the crate. And then once we get them in the crates in the car, we don't know where they're going, but we'll figure it out then. Cool. Hopefully a shelter will take them. We can't foster them. So awesome. we'll see what happens. Having known you for, for years now, I, I know that this is, um, it isn't such an atypical situation for you. A lot of times people are flagging you down, whether or not uh, it be at school or uh, at mm -hmm. home or in your neighborhood. Um, Ron's often comes to, to the rescue and, uh, I want to mention here too your your middle name, um, Sharon Grace. Right, um, mm -hmm. you are one of the most uh, graceful people that that I've ever come across. And with this podcast, we want to go right to the core, um, mm -hmm. to the core of, of what's really most important in this life. And maybe we kick off with just sharing a little bit about what you do and and what's most <clears throat> important to you. Um, I had another thought too cool. that I want to share with you, but um, I am a wife. A mother I mean the roles that I play I'm a wife I'm a mother and I'm a campus minister at school I'm mm -hmm. a teacher but primarily a campus minister mm -hmm. where I work with the teenage boys young men um, running retreats organizing liturgy doing service projects mm -hmm. that sort of thing cool. so those are my main roles in awesome. life you mentioned you wanted to add something yeah else. no I was just thinking about um, when you said that's typical for me that somebody would just flag me down and I kind of look at my life that way, um, that my life, I, I, sometimes, when I look back, 
I don't know if some of the things I really planned out, I put myself in positions and then it's just kind of the grace of, of God just kind of puts his hand in and leads me in certain directions. You know, like at coming to Seton Hall Prep, I never thought I was gonna be a high school teacher ever, but I just kind of landed there. And I think that's my, how my whole life has been. It's just this flying and then landing, flying and landing. Can, can you speak a little bit more about that? Because you and I have talked a, about that, and one of the things that, that I um, really admire about you is you seem to just surrender to the moment and, like water, almost just go with the flow and allow that, that spirit or that grace to kind of dictate the direction that, that you head in. Yeah, I, I, I don't think that, I think, I believe in God. I have a very strong faith in God, very strong foundation that my parents gave me, but also then my own spirituality that I've developed around my religion. Um, and I, I think that God is a lot smarter than I am. God is a lot wiser. God's ways are better than my ways. So, you know, for me to plan out my life, it seems kind of foolish because I should just follow the way God wants me, you know, kind of. I feel like I'm following God's direction, God's will, when I, um, when I just, so going with the flow for me is just following the flow. I'm following some kind of, I feel this power in my life just kind of directing me. Does There's that make this, sense? Yeah, most definitely. There's a saying out there that um, we plan and, and God laughs. and, and Yeah. And, I'm a planner, um, and I've always admired your ability to just allow for things to kind of enter into I your mean, life. even coming here. I planned coming here. I planned what I was going to wear, everything. It was all planned out. I was right on the corner, and then boom, something happens. And you just have to go with it. I mean, it's, a, you, you know, it's nature. You've, a lot of times it's following the direction of nature. Mm -hmm. I really... I feel very strongly attached to God's creation and just going with it. So if a cat crosses my path, that you just got to go with it. So uh, what I hear you saying is that you're, you're kind of, you're focused on the moment right in front of you and, mm -hmm. and you allow that, that present and, and the grace of God to kind of take you along mm -hmm. this, this flow of life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> when I was thinking back, um, in preparation for this conversation. And um, you had asked about key moments in my life, and I was thinking back, and there are so many key moments. There's not um, any particular moment. There's so many key moments. Um, and it just made me realize that um, I get in the moment and I just deal with it. You know, like, um, I, I guess a big part of my life is that I had breast cancer. 10 years ago. And when I was in that moment, it was, okay, this is what's happening. All right, I'll pay attention to what did the doctors tell me to do. And trust science, you know, trust mm -hmm. my body. Mm -hmm. um, if it doesn't work out, then that's another path that I have to accept. But that's certainly not something that I planned. Definitely not. You know, but the way you, I think the way you handle crises and the way you handle blessings forms you. It, it, it forms your character and you can either embrace it or run away from it. 
um, embracing it is much healthier. Mm -hmm. It's easier to embrace it than to run away. It takes a lot of energy to run away from things, you know, to go against the flow. Mm -hmm. It takes a lot of energy to go against that flow of the river. Mm -hmm. So why not just go with it? Oh, and a lot, a, a lot, lot of, of, I think a lot of my life is, I guess what I'm saying that a lot of my life is just acceptance of things. Acceptance. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And in, in terms of for, for our audience, um, somebody uh, like me who might be sitting out there watching us, who, who wants to plan <laughs> everything and um, have a, a sense of control maybe over what's going to happen, what, what would you encourage for, for our audience in terms of being more present and being more open to, to the flow of life and what, what's right in front of them? I don't know. That's a hard question because for everybody it's a little bit different. Um, I think it's removing yourself from the man-created world. Removing yourself. Um, I, I think it's more just connecting to energy, to power. I find myself when I get distracted, it's good just to look outside and just look at a tree and to take myself away from the building up or the the walls, I, to take myself away from the concrete mm. of the moment mm -hmm. and just go back to the dirt. I don't know if I'm making any sense, but just to go back to the basics, to not worry about all this other stuff. How am I going to do this? And worry, you plan money and you worry about money and you worry about your job and how am I going to manage that? But in the end, you just got to focus on this is me. This is my life. Um, putting myself, you know, in my own nakedness, looking at my own nakedness and saying, how, how am I going to handle this? And what am I going to do with myself? What, what, what am I, how am I going to handle myself and my soul? Mm. How am I going to grow my soul? Worry more about my soul than worrying about all of the other incidentals mm. in life. And so nature kind of reminds you of, yeah, of your own nature. I'm thinking of, uh, I, I once read, uh, you know, every single blade of grass ha has an angel over it saying, grow, grow, grow. And uh, I, I've always just really loved that, that mm -hmm. idea and uh, feel that each and every one of us has that, that internal pull to kind of step into to the best version of ourselves. Right. It's kind of like going, maybe another analogy for what I'm trying to express is um, going back within going to your center, mm. go back within, where is God inside me? What is my will? What is my goodness telling me? What are the good things to do? Because if things are going to be good for others, that's probably the thing, that's probably the direction I should be going. I love that. So a lot of times as humans, we, we look outside of ourselves mm -hmm. um, for, hey, what am I supposed to do? Or where, what direction am I supposed to go? But, but what I you're saying is... Yeah. Internally, we have to kind of trust uh, our intuition. Mm -hmm. Exactly. How, how do you, because knowing you, you have an incredible intuition um, with people, um, with activities, uh, organizing um, things at work. Where does that come from? Like, how, how did you begin to develop this relationship you have with yourself? I, I think I was just, it's, it's, um, I think it's just a blessing. I don't think that I've developed it. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't really don't know how to answer that. It's not something 
I've nurtured it by prayer, with prayer. Um, but the intuition is your gut. Everybody has intuition. And it's just getting deep enough to feel what that is and to know. Hmm. There was a, a book one time I read. Um, oh, Carson McCullers. Can't think of the title of the book. It's a famous book. And it was talking about there are people that know and there are people that don't know. And I identified with that right away. I was in high school, I think, when I read it. And I thought, that's exactly, that's what I am. I'm, I'm someone who knows. There are a lot of people in the world that just don't know. They don't get it. And I identified with that character because I thought that, that's a simple way of expressing how I feel about myself. I just know. Mm. I, and I think it's a gift that I've continued to nurture along the way. But that initial knowing is just came, comes from no comes from within comes from God. Do you think we all have access to that that initial knowing? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. What do you mean? By it's that? our nature. Mm-hmm. It's our natural law. What gets in the way of, of a lot of people knowing that that truth? Worrying about things, focusing on others, um, focusing on worldly things. Like I said, yes, when I had cancer, yes, I have to worry about health insurance and, and paying my bills and that sort of thing. But, I, but I keep, I'm not going to take that with me. My parents always said, don't worry about that. You're not going to take it when you go. And it's so true because we are like blips on the big screen of things. My problems are so tiny compared to the rest of the universe. Why, would, why am I focusing on my one little problem? When there's so much other, so many other things in the world, you know, and my, and like, you know, when you go, when you're at a wake and you approach a casket and there's a loved one there, you know, you don't look in there and you say, you know, they, she had the best lawn on the block or he drove such a cool car. You don't say that. You say what, what kind of person they are, mm-hmm. right? You don't take the car. You don't take the lawn with you. So why am I worrying about what color the walls are in my new house? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is it really that important to worry about it? No. I, I mean, have fun with it and pick the color and be excited about it, but like obsessing and worrying about things. And I understand that what I'm talking about, that people, other people have much deeper worries than I do. I want to say that right outright. Mm-hmm. That there are people who have, lost children, spouses, who deal with disabilities, um, dysfunctional families. I, I, I think that I, I, I often thanked God for placing me right exactly where I am. My parents, they had trouble conceiving for six years. And they were, my father was almost 40 years old, where at that time, you could no longer adopt a child after 40. Mm. So they had the papers ready to go to adopt a girl, a baby girl, waiting for the baby to be born. And my mother conceived me. Mm. And they had to make a decision. Do we go with this baby? Do we assume this child is going to die or do we adopt? Do we take both babies? What Mm. do we do? Mm -hmm. And they decided to accept me. Mm -hmm. And um, I used to thank, my mother always told me about that story. And I just used to always thank God for placing me in my mother's womb in this por- in this part of the world at this time in history with this family um, 
just a pure blessing, pure grace. I didn't do anything to deserve that. That's kind of what I'm talking about. Um, this, this grace that, that I see in you and, and, and so many uh, of us, we just experience when, when we're with you and we're blessed to be in your path. <laughs> you mentioned prayer in there. Um, Ron's and I have participated and directed uh, uh, Seton Hall Prep's Kairos retreat for the last 10 years or so. We've been on 44 retreats together. Mm -hmm. um, the first one I went um, as a participant um, with Mrs. Rondanella and right. Ron Ron's. Ron Ron's, Mrs. Rondanella. Well, it sounds like we're at school when you say that. It does, it does. Um, I was so as you know, blown away by my experience um, on Kairos. And uh, it made such an impact on, on me as a participant that at the end, I, I, I said to you, can I, can I do this with you? Can I be a part of this? Mm -hmm. But I remember one of those first retreats that we did and we would get in a circle with our team and we would pray and, and we would pray out loud. And this is something that I had never really done. Uh -huh. And I remember being in the circle um, with a bunch of juniors and seniors, 17 and 18 year old young men, um, and Ron Ron's, and we were going to pray and everyone was really quiet, um, and not quite sure what to say. And, uh, then, then Ron Ron started to, to speak and, and to pray in a way that, um, changed the way that I spoke to God. And it was just so beautiful to witness. And it's probably, one of the most significant things I've learned from, from you. Um, you. So can we talk a little bit about um, your prayer life and, and what prayer means to you? Mm -hmm. And then also for our audience, um, for somebody maybe like me who hasn't really prayed mm -hmm. a lot or, or prayed out loud with other people, um, what, what does prayer mean to you? Um, uh, first of all, I think it goes through stages. When you begin praying, it's good to help have rituals. I look back on my life and I remember the rosary being very important, that, that mantra of saying the Hail Marys over and over again. It just kind of sets you in a place where you can let go and allow God to speak to you. So I think that ritual <clears throat> is very helpful. That's why I think my, my foundation of religion was very important. Mm -hmm. um, but then I think prayer is just talking to God and um, all my life, I've just talked to God in my head. When, I, when I'm talking to myself, I think I'm talking to God. One time I remember talking to my husband about prayer and how, you know, he said something about how often do you pray? And I said, well, constantly. And he thought, well, I, I, I pray maybe in the morning. And I thought, well, what do you mean? Aren't you just praying all day long? And that's how I think of prayer is just this constant talking, this constant communication with God. It doesn't have to be complicated. I find that nature puts me in the place where I can connect to God quickly. When we just moved from our 29-year-old home to a new townhouse, I had a hard time in the beginning finding that spot where I could connect with God. And I realized that I was looking for God in the house. And I realized that I, God was everywhere. It was finding the place where God can find me. And so I found it. I looked outside and I noticed a tree and I thought, this is where I, this is where God can find me. Hmm. And then the, it was a beautiful moment because I was singing Amazing Grace. I, I also sing when I pray. So I was singing Amazing Grace and the tree was beautiful. It, had, it was winter and it had crystals on it. 
And I, as I was praying, I was going, amazing grace, kind of going like that. And then the tree outside was going like this. It was like praying with me. Mm. And that was such a, that was an affirmation to me that God found me. But I had to put myself in a place where you can be open to God. God is everywhere. But I think it's important to find one place in the beginning where you, where you, you know God can find you. Mm. And then it's just listening to God. It's really, it's, it's doing a lot more listening than talking. Hmm. So, you know, I, I, I find myself reacting kind of like your husband. Uh, so you, you pray all, all day. Like this is an ongoing conversation that you have yeah. all day. Yeah, pretty much. We've talked about this, you and I, that, that prayer isn't so much about getting what you want, right? But, hmm. but really about a, a shift in perspective. Um, is that how you experience prayer as well? I've, yeah, for me, prayer has been Thanksgiving. Very um, more gratitude than petition. Um, I do petition God, you know, ask for things. Um, but I also know that God answers, but not always the way I'm looking for the answer. Mm -hmm. It might be a different answer. Mm -hmm. So I have to be open to that. But I do find myself being more grateful for everything. I mean, talk going back to... To the cancer issue, I was so, I felt so loved by people. And I remember this one moment where um, I looked up at this one corner of the, of the room where I used to kind of focus on God. And I'd say, thank you, God, for this cancer. That sounds crazy when I look back at it. It's like, what was I thinking? Mm. But in the moment, I was thanking God for the, for the opportunity to be loved. Because that's what it's all about. I was being so loved, I never realized how loved I was. And I was so grateful for that. And cancer put me in that spot where I could hear it from God. Hmm. That's really just a, an amazing perspective. And uh, it's just one thing I, I love so much about you. So for our audience, you would encourage them to cultivate a healthy relationship with God by having this internal dialogue, but then also looking for God, mm -hmm. um, looking for God in, in all places and all things and people, but then also finding a, a personal space where, mm -hmm. where you can be seen, Yes, you know, where you can also be seen. Right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to express my gratitude to Ron Rons for, for being here and for being such a, an amazing presence. Peace and love, everybody. We'll catch you soon. Take care.